What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Well, hey, church family, welcome back to the New Vision podcast. My name is Scott Reeder. I'm the director of biblical counseling here at New Vision. Today, we continue our journey through the Gospel of Mark. We're in chapter 12, verses 28 through 34. And we're going to be looking at the third of three encounters that Jesus had with the religious leaders of the day. Now, we noted uh, for context uh, in the last two uh, podcasts that Jesus was with his disciples. Uh, They were close by, and he's now coming to Jerusalem for what is, in fact, his final entry into that city as he makes his way to the cross of Calvary. Now, in these three encounters with the religious leaders, we first looked at this inquiry from the Pharisees along with the Herodians, who were the political leaders of the day. And this involved uh, a trick question about paying taxes and where our allegiance ultimately lies. Uh, Jesus took the opportunity in that case to tell the religious leaders that, in fact, they should pay their taxes and they should obey the government. But greater than that, they have a duty uh, to give to God what belongs to him, which is their whole lives. That was uh, quickly followed by a query on marriage uh, from the Sadducees, which was really an attempt to challenge the bodily resurrection. Again, Christ corrects their misunderstandings with his reply. uh, First about human marriage, he affirms uh, there will be no marriage in heaven. But greater than that, he affirms the resurrection as an essential belief of the Christian faith. Now comes a question on the commandments from a scribe. So the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and now a scribe who has uh, apparently overheard the first two debates includes, well, these guys aren't getting anywhere, so why not let me have a shot at them? So... Uh, Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 34 is the passage in which uh, we have this encounter between Jesus and a scribe, and he is challenging him with an age-old question and and even a debate among the Jewish religious leaders of this day, which is um, also, by the way, a great exercise in missing the point. And uh, we're going to be reading that in Mark's uh, gospel, as I said, chapter 12, verse 28 through 34. I'm going to be reading from the ESV version of the scripture. So let me go ahead and uh, read uh, beginning in Mark chapter 12, verse 28. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, asked him, which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, The most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribes said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and there is no other besides him. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the strength, 
and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, and he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. And so there are two primary individuals in this encounter, Jesus and the scribe, and four kind of key moments in this discussion between uh, the two. First, the scribe asks the question, uh, which commandment is the most important of all? Now, the scribe is asking him which is the most important, which, as I said, is a common discussion among Jewish scholars of the day. They, they made this practice of trying to prioritize the commandments in the Word of God. Now, there were, of course, the Big Ten, but as well, there were an additional 600-plus laws in the Talmud, uh, in a book called the Talmud, which were developed to further elaborate and apply uh, the commandments. And so uh, there were many that Jesus could have chosen from, certainly the Big Ten. Now, the problem was, the scribe, if, if Jesus would have said, well, thou shalt not murder is the greatest, then they would have come back and said, oh, well, you're going light on adultery or you don't care about honoring the Sabbath or so. There wasn't really a, a right answer that he could have given because they could have said, well, what about this one? So Jesus gives his answer and it's perfect. Jesus answers the scribe's question by first quoting the Shema. Now, this is a central prayer in Jewish tradition that it kind of emphasizes the oneness of God and it is basically uh, from the book of Deuteronomy and Jesus answers them and says the most important is hear O Israel the Lord our God the Lord is one well then he quickly adds that the greatest commandment is to love God to love God with all your heart soul mind and strength and then right after that, he says, and the second, or the second is this, or the second is likened unto the first, and that is to love one's neighbor as oneself. And, and just to be clear, when Christ says, and the second is like it, what he's really doing there is he's highlighting the really inseparable close relationship between the two that he stated. He's basically summarizing and saying that, hey, this second commandment, which is to love one's neighbor as oneself, is really intimately connected to the first one, which is to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And essentially, you know, the, the understanding is that you can't truly love God without loving others. And, um, and you can't truly love others without loving God. Now, in response to his answer, the scribe agrees with Jesus. And, and he even adds that these two commandments are important, uh, are more important than all the other commandments and all the offerings. And, and he says essentially that, hey, uh, this is greater than burnt offerings and sacrifices. And, and teacher, you are right. You have said truly uh, that there is no other besides him. Uh, the scribe agrees with Jesus. And that's really showing insight into his teachings and even acknowledging the unity that exists at some level between Jewish and Christian traditions. Well, finally, Jesus commends the scribe for his insight. 
and says, And when he saw that he answered wisely, speaking of the scribe, he said to him, You're not far from the kingdom of God. And so Jesus commends the scribe for his insight. He sees that this scribe has now grasped the heart of the gospel message. By the way, this answer is, is so good that it shuts down this whole question and answer session for the day. Now, verse 34 ends by saying, and after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. <laughs> so that's, that's the exchange that's taking place here between Jesus and this scribe. Now, I want to make two observations and then two very simple applications. The first observation. I think we, meaning Christians, I think we can tend to overthink what our great task is in relation to God. Uh, we can be like the religious leaders uh, who had crafted a little over 600 additional laws in order to keep the Big Ten. And we can get lost in the details and forget to keep the main thing the main thing. I want to tell you what I did when I finished seminary and headed to my first church as a pastor. I arrived at this little church in the valley, a 125-year-old church, about 150 members. Some good and godly people who for some 125 years had faithfully done the Lord's work in and through this local church. Were they doing everything right? No, but I suppose none of us are perfectly doing everything right. But I remember not long after I arrived, I met with, I was meeting with the leadership team, the team of elders and deacons. And I said, men, I've, I've reviewed the brochures and the literatures for, for our church, which uh, contain the mission and purpose statements, which you all have previously adopted, accepted, printed, to guide the work here at this church. And I said, I have a question for you. Can anyone tell me without looking or quote the church's mission statement? Well, uh, no one could. Nine leaders, no one could tell me what it was. Now, when you actually read it, it was good. It was theological. It, it was sound. But nobody knew it. And I said to them, I said, well, if you don't mind with your permission, I'd like to offer my suggestion for a new mission statement. And uh, I want to teach it to our people. I want to put it in our literature. I want to get a new sign for the, you know, for the front of the building. I want to put it on the sign. And most importantly, I want every decision we make and everything we do to be guided by that statement. So I brought it back to the next meeting. And in fact, it was adopted. And here's uh, what it was. Love God, love people, make disciples. <laughs> love God, love people, make disciples. That's our mission statement. And I'll tell you, within a few weeks, in a few short days, actually, every leader, every member, and every visitor knew what we were about. You know, let's not overcomplicate this. The great commandment and the great commission is the great task of the church. Second observation, we need to understand really just how amazingly brilliant Jesus's answer was. See, here's what he had done with his reply. He said that the, the greatest commandment is two, which is really just one and covers all 10. See, the first four commandments focus on our relationship with God when you consider the big 10. Worship only one God, do not make idols, honor God's name, keep the Sabbath holy. 
So Jesus essentially covered these first four with his first command, which was to love God with our entire being. Well, then the remaining six commandments, they deal with our relationship with our neighbors. They require to honor our parents, uh, not to murder, not to uh, commit adultery with, to steal from, to lie to, or to covet uh, the possession of our neighbors. So Jesus then covers these six commandments by reminding us that we're to love our neighbors as ourselves. By following Christ's great commandment, we're essentially fulfilling all the commandments. The great commandment is the foundation for, for fulfilling all ten. Uh, so we do well to follow these commands in order to fulfill the whole law of Christ. Well, now for two application points. And listen... I'm going to be real brief, easy application, easy takeaways today. I'll be done in 30 seconds (laughs) because the truth is I really don't have anything better to say than what Christ has said. The great commandment, love God, love people. And so my challenge to you today is to pass every attitude, every decision, and every action through the grid of the great commandment, love God, love people, and the great commission, make disciples. Well, thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you back tomorrow as we continue to teach through the Gospel of Mark as we are journeying with Jesus to the cross of Calvary. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.